Hey there, happy Friday. Welcome to Trace's show where we talk about uh, politics, current events, and issues that may be on your mind. Uh, today is November 9th, 2018. It's Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Um, I know it's been a long week for some people, uh, especially me. I know it's been long. Um, today, uh, we're going to talk about uh, a few different uh, things going on. Uh, the first being the press conference with Trump uh, and Jim Acosta. We'll talk about that. Uh, then we'll talk about Jeff Sessions uh, resigning, uh, not being fired. Uh, we'll go into more details about that. Uh, and then we'll go into um, the Tucker Carlson mob. Uh, they came to his house and were banging on his door. They even cracked his door, believe it or not. So we'll go into more detail about that. And then uh, we'll go on a little rant that I've uh, been wanting to, uh, to share with uh, everybody for a while now. So uh, stick around with us, and um, we're going to have a, a good Friday here. All righty, we're back um, to talk about uh, politics, current events, and issues that may be on your mind. Uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about today was uh, the good old press conference with President Trump and uh, the heated exchange between Jim Acosta and Trump. Crazy, crazy press conference let me tell you full of heat um <clears throat> if you know jim acosta you know that jim acosta is pretty narcissistic and jim acosta loves jim acosta so much jim acosta would marry jim acosta that's how much jim acosta loves jim acosta jim acosta would buy himself flowers i'm sure he does on valentine's day who knows but anyway um jim acosta started out with his question uh, president trump President Trump allowed Jim Acosta to begin the press conference with this one question. And Jim Acosta started with a statement that Trump was demonizing the immigrant caravan coming towards the United States and questioning his ad about it. That was that all of the TV major TV networks rejected. And they were really upset about it. The press was calling it a racist ad. And Trump responded to that part of the question saying, well, they're not actors. They're not from Hollywood. There's the actual people coming, heading to the United States border. And Jim Acosta accused Donald Trump of demonizing them when, in fact, that wasn't the case. He said, look, Trump said, look, Acosta, we do need these people, but we have a process in which they must follow to legally come to the United States. And if you can't follow that process, you can't come to the United States. You're not going to be let in. Okay? Just because you're in a giant caravan, thousands of people, you're not going to ram and, and waltz right through our border, get in, claim asylum, and start taking advantage of the benefits of this great nation's uh, – what this great nation has to offer. And I know many Latin people, uh, not Latin, I know many Hispanic people uh, around, especially here in Orlando, Florida, that do agree with the stance that President Trump takes on this and the conservatives. That these people seeking, if they are seeking asylum, we, we don't know. They might just be making these claims. I'm sure there are people in the caravan that are truly seeking asylum. But when you do seek asylum... Usually you seek asylum in the neighboring country to the country you're coming from, not walking thousands of miles to a country you think you might prosper in a little better. Uh, and the problem is uh, the media loves to blow up out of proportion 
uh, the meaning, uh, specifically talking about Trump's ad, uh, of different things that conservatives put out there. And that's pretty common. They do that stuff all the time. So Jim Acosta pretty much started out with a statement. And it, I, that, I think it would make me mad too if I were Trump to accuse me of demonizing people. You know, if you look across the board when it comes to unemployment, minorities have benefited the most from this economy. And let me tell you why. Because minorities, Hispanics, blacks, uh, you know, uh, any other people of color, have had the lowest unemployment numbers they have ever had in the history of our country. Or as long as it's been recorded. And let me tell you something else that relates to the unemployment thing here. I bet you didn't know this. You might have heard it. I don't know. Hannity might have put it out there as well. I know Hannity uh, had said this as well. But if you hadn't heard, unemployment has only been below 4% for 11 months since the year 1969. And that's a long time. That's 50 years ago. That's crazy. 50 years ago. It's been 50 years since the unemployment rate's been below 4%. And do you know how many months under President Trump out of the 11 that unemployment's been under 4%? Six months. Six months out of the 11 months since 1969, unemployment has been below 4% under President Trump. And that's not the doing of the Obama administration, let me tell you. Obama had nothing to do with that. So you had this heated exchange. Acosta was allegedly putting his hands on the woman, the intern, trying to take away the microphone. I didn't see that the case. I watched the video. If you go watch the video, maybe in slow motion, he kind of blocked her from taking the mic. But when people talk about, well, you put his hands on her, that gives me the image, and I'm sure many other people the image, that he grabbed her or pushed her away with his hands and, and all that, you know. I I want to be as objective as possible, and I don't like Jim Acosta at all. I think he's a buffoon. I think he's a terrible journalist, but he didn't put his hands on her. He just – he kind of blocked her from taking the microphone, you know, and in doing that, he said, pardon me, ma'am. So Jim Acosta, I don't think he's at fault. For, I, didn't, I don't think he put his hands on that girl like some of the conservatives have said that he did. So – um, Trump said, put down the mic, Costa, because he started to kind of get in to questioning about the Russian probe in, in the Mueller investigation. And rightfully so, because all Acosta does is showboat for himself. All he does is try to grandstand and, and make himself look better. If you read any of Acosta's articles or if you see the, any of the reporting he does, it's all about him and what he's done. And he's always talking over his colleagues barking over them uh, during press brief briefings, especially uh, with Sarah Sanders. He treats Sarah Sanders so bad sometimes, you know, with his questions and insinuations. And she, all she's trying to do is give a an objective uh, viewpoint of what's going on in the administration. And I think with Ben, ben Shapiro thinks this too, and I, I agree with him. Uh, I don't think these White House press briefings are that much necessary anymore just because the news is so accessible uh, without having to do that. Now, 30, 40 years ago, yeah, it was necessary so the, the American people could become more informed, but all in all, um, I don't, really don't think they're necessary. So the intern tried to grab away, grab the microphone away from the, uh, the intern. 
the Acosta tried to grab tried the intern tried to grab the microphone away from Acosta and he kept it and kept going on and on and on and that's when Trump proceeded to call him a terrible person and that CNN should be ashamed for uh, still having him as a part of their staff and in, in reporting so then the microphone was handed to another reporter I, I think it's from Yahoo News or something and he was standing up for Acosta in, in, a, in a small way there and Trump said well I'm not a fan of you either boy did I die laughing that was so funny um and he goes on to question you know it, it's not bad that that these reporters ask hard questions but it's bad when they start questioning the character of the president and the character of the administration and they try to advance a an agenda to degrade the president and his administration you know that's when it goes too far and I think that's what kind of trip Trump off is is the fact that he's trying to Acosta tries to tries to uh, make Trump mad and I, I I guarantee you he does you can just see it by the way he reports and uh, Trump did say something about the press being the enemy of the people but he didn't call the press the enemy of the people he said look when you report that fake news and the bias and uh, and you try to make us look bad for no reason and you don't report on the good things we've done in this administration that's when you're the enemy of the people when you're trying to shape the opinions in one way rather than being neutral and staying objective and reporting the news and I agree you know I don't I wouldn't say that they were the enemy of the people I mean that that's just Trump Trump's just an, un, an unfiltered guy but they 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 really don't help anything when they always one-sided biased report everything so Trump many people misconstrue this and 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 then uh, they miss you know they misconstrue it and they 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 paint the picture that Trump is degrading the press as a whole when he says that no he's just saying look when you report fake news and you say things that are not true and you report things you report stories without telling the whole story and you only report what you want to report to advance the leftist agenda and the liberal agenda you you are the enemy of the people you're not reporting objectively you're not getting, giving them the, you're not giving them the news correctly you're not reporting objectively like you're sworn to do so i uh, i just wanted to kind of explain that uh, if anybody was wondering, because it's that's the plain and simple truth. Uh, when they report one-sided, untrue bits and pieces of things just to advance one side's agenda, it's wrong. They need to objectively report the news and just give give it give the news so everybody can understand and you don't feel a bias in it. That's that's all we ask as American people. And, and you know when you do that you're giving people a platform to stand on and you're not helping things any especially Antifa they love CNN because that's their platform that's where they get their information from to be able to call the Trump administration his family everybody associated with it Nazis racists so that's why I kind of want to explain that um, let's move on to uh, Jeff Sessions there uh, Jeff Sessions uh, everybody talks about how 
Jeff Sessions was fired by President Trump. And that's not true. Sessions had actually uh, been talking about resigning even before the midterms. He talked about he, he wanted to put it off until after the midterms, actually. Uh, that he wanted to, that he was asked to resign. Uh, I'm not even really sure if he was asked to resign. I'd have to look that up. I think he was. But he was asked to resign uh, long before the midterms ele- elections came up. And uh, this had been the plan for a while. So when Chuck Schumer and the rest of these guys say, well, uh, th- this is kind of weird uh, timing. No. If you'd been paying attention, he'd talk about resigning after the midterms for a while. And Trump didn't necessarily fire him, but uh, Jeff Sessions kind of shot himself in the foot at the beginning of the presidency of Donald Trump by recusing himself from the Mueller investigation, the Russian probe. So, you know, I think he was a great pick to start off. It's sad to see him go, but he was not fired. Uh, He resigned willfully. Uh, and he said very good things with his ex- exit speech uh, about Donald Trump and the administration. So the interim uh, attorney general right now is uh, Matthew Whitaker. And this guy's a no-nonsense guy. He was the chief of staff for uh, Jeff Sessions as well. And this guy tells it like it is. And he plans on not recusing himself uh, during the Mueller probe. Reportedly today, though, the Mueller probe is kind of in its wrap-up stages and it's kind of finishing its final reports. I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping that's the case because this has been a long overdue investigation to close uh, because they've found nothing. If anything, they've probably under- undercovered some uh, corruption within the DNC and the Democrats, especially Hillary Clinton. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, now, Pam Bondi, the attorney general of Florida, she's been uh, on the short list uh, to pick for the next attorney general. Uh, Chris Christie, New Jersey, uh, presidential candidate, 2016 as well. Uh, he's on the short list too, but I don't think he'd be that great of an attorney general, to be honest with you. I don't think he'd be the best pick. Um, I think there are better picks than Chris Christie. He's not a totally bad one, but I don't think he's the best choice Trump has. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Pam Bonney's a, a really good attorney general. She'd be a great choice for that spot. Uh, but Matthew Whitaker is also in consideration for it. And we'll see how he does in these next few weeks uh, until Trump uh, actually appoints somebody, uh, if not him. We'll see how he does uh, if the Mueller probe is actually wrapping up his investigation. Cause we heard that a few times, actually, that the investigation's wrapping up. Yeah, right. Who knows? Maybe it's just speculation, but uh, that's what everybody had been reporting today. Um, I wanted to get to a third thing, too. The Tucker Carlson mob that was outside of his house yesterday. They, I, I believe it was uh, 30 to 40 people or something like that were out there in front of his house shouting, we know where you sleep at night. And someone in the crowd threw something at his door and cracked it. Not only that, we have found out that they have also vandalized it. They spray painted the driveway and I think in a few other places of his uh, property. And uh, Tucker Carlson lives in D.C. there, and his house is not guarded off or anything, so it was pretty easily accessible uh, for this mob to get up there. It was a, it was an Antifa mob, a bunch of progressive idiots. Uh, people probably don't have jobs, probably got paid to go there, I guarantee. Maybe some Soros money made its way in there, I'm sure. Uh, and they went out there, and they also posted a piece of <coughs> um, uh, 
the board they put up there in front of his door with his address and took a picture of it and put it on social media so everybody could see where Tucker Carlson lives. Which is freaking terrible. These people are lowlifes. Get a freaking job. I mean, if they were out front of my door, and luckily none of his kids were home. His wife was so scared she hid in the pantry and called 911. But, boy, you know, it, this kind of makes you wish. I'm sure Tucker Carlson feels the same way. Boy, you wish you were home. You pull out that nice 12-gauge shotgun and walk out front. See how many of them stick around then. Now, please step on my front porch. Uninvited. You're going to be seeing the corner. You're not going home tonight. You do that. So, you know, these freaking Antifa thugs, they don't just, they don't quit. And, you know, there's, there's a fundamental, there's a big difference between progressives and liberals. These are progressives, these Antifa thugs, these idiots that go out there and do all this stuff. And they talk about, well, everybody's gone too far. You don't see conservatives doing this crap. Conservatives don't march in the streets and destroy things and go to people's houses and set them on fire. Now, I'm not saying all conservative protests, uh, especially the alt-right, you know, we saw during the Obama administration holding up dummies of Obama being hanged and stuff. That was not good stuff at all. I don't, I, I, I don't condone it. I actually condemn it. And if the conservatives were doing these same things that these uh, liberal, uh, progress, uh, liberals and progressives were doing, I would condemn it. I would say, okay, that ain't right. That's not the way to go about changing things. So th- I've never really met a progressive, though, to be honest, that isn't violent. And Dana Lash said that, too. To be honest with you, you, even here in Orlando, Florida, Orange County, Orlando, Florida, is a very liberal, liberal county. I mean, I think in the governor's race, Gillum, or Gillum got like 60-something, maybe even 70-something percent of the vote in Orange County. And the neighboring county, Osceola, it's all very, very, very left-leaning. Like Broward and Palm Bay counties down south. All that voter... There's got to be voter fraud going on down there. How do you just find votes in a closet? Provisional votes in a closet. And how do you... Like 90-something percent of them contain Democrat votes. That doesn't make any sense. You know, in an election, you're supposed to count votes, not look for them. I mean... What kind of shenanigans are going on here? I'm glad Rick Scott, he had a press conference last night uh, calling for an investigation in these counties. Because these counties, especially Broward, with Brenda Snipes, she's, she's been investigated many times. In 2016 election, for example, she was scrutinized because she destroyed ballots uh, that hadn't been counted. Uncounted. She destroyed uncounted ballots. Thousands of them. And how she is still the supervisor of elections in Broward County, I have no idea how. And these are very left-leaning counties. So I hope someone comes up with something. There, Marco Rubio even showed, uh, shared a video on Twitter last night of ballots being moved from lo- one location to, the, to some other location in private vehicles. Even a privately rented enterprise truck was uh, uh, transporting ballot votes. Where are they going? What are they doing with them? Who knows? That's bullcrap, though. Something shady's going on, and it needs to be figured out and investigated quick. Why can't Brenda Snipes tell us how many votes are left to count? I know a News 10 uh, crew down there in in, uh, Broward went to interview her, and she said she was going to go check how many left, how many ballots there were left to count. She never came back out. Of course! 
You know why? Because there's something shady going on. I guarantee it. So, there's my little rant on that. But beside that point, going back to Tucker Carlson, you have these freaking thugs on this property. And he's a well... Tucker Carlson's a well-known conservative pundit on TV. He's a talk show host. Owns his own opinion show. And it's a great show to watch. You never watch it. You need to. And I love when he has, uh, you know, left-wing people on there. Just that... He doesn't even really have to do anything to make them look very stupid. And, and sensual. They, they don't make any sense. The things they say and they talk about. In, in advancing their gen- agenda. They just shoot themselves in the foot. And how anybody can eat that stuff up, I don't know. So, this kind of leads me into my next argument. My uh, kind of end of the week uh, rant here that I want to go on. Uh, how these people can rightfully minded vote Democrat. Especially at this time and age. I saw something the other day. Uh, this guy had posted the Florida... Uh, county by county, uh, red slash blue, um, what do you call it, legend. It kind of shows you what county voted blue, what county voted red. And he was pointing out that the counties that had blue in them were college counties, where they had major universities. It was. It went on to say, well, the more educated people from colleges, of course, in these counties voted Democrat. What does that tell you? That doesn't tell me anything because a lot of college kids don't re- don't uh, have established residence residencies in in uh, in Florida. A, a lot of the college kids that voted probably voted absentee in their own state. And that doesn't really tell you anything. It probably tells you you got a lot of ignorant kids out there, too. I'm a kid. I'm 24 years old. You got a lot of ignorant kids out there uh, who went voted probably party line in their ballots just because they hate President Trump. That's not the way to vote. The way to vote is to do your investigative research, find out which be- which values best align with your 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 morals and, and and core values, and you vote like that. I know plenty of people who voted split. You know, many people wanted the Republican governor, but a lot of people wanted the Democratic senator, which is fine. That's okay. Whatever. That kind of doesn't make sense to me. I guess if you're in the middle, you know, you're independent. That would make sense. But I just don't understand how anybody could vote for the Democratic agenda anyway. So I wanted to kind of bring in this anecdote for you. I wanted to kind of give you a comparison here. I think it's pretty good. So you got two lines. And you got two stands. One Democrats, one Republicans. Okay. And they're selling... um, Thirst quenchers. The Democrats are selling Kool-Aid. Easy to make. You you you, uh, you throw some powder in water. You don't really know what's in the powder. I mean, it's just a sugary something. It's really Kool-Aid. Throw it in there. Stir it up. Sell it. And the Republicans have some sweet organic lemonade. Kind of bitter when you drink when you drink into it, but it's sweet. The aftertaste is really nice. Kind of makes you suck your face a little bit. And the Republican side. Is I is what I believe is, is Trump's presidency. Some of this stuff is a hard pill to swallow, hard hard lemonade to drink, real sweet but bittersweet. But in the long run, it benefits you, like the trillion dollars Trump has spent already that has stimulated the economy extraordinarily. 
The economy is so strong right now. Consumer confidence is crazy through the roof. People are investing money. You should see Orlando, Florida. Everywhere you look, things are being built. Buildings built. Roads being repaved. I'm a part of that, by the way. I own a small construction business. We uh, do a lot of paving, materials hauling, things like that. So, we're as busy as ever. Down here especially. And I guarantee you, many other places I have seen and heard about. And we have more jobs than people. So, the people drinking the lemonade, they're, they're kind of getting a bitter taste. You know, that's how Trump is. He kind of gives, gives, you, gives you a bitter taste. But it ends up turning out sweet. Look at the economy. Isn't it great? I love it. I love that everybody gets to enjoy keeping more of their money and, and, and being able to invest it in themselves and spending it. I love seeing the mall crowded. People being able to buy new clothes and shoes for themselves. 2008 hit. Oh, my God. I got, uh, that's, a, that's a story for another day. I've done so much research on that stupid scandal. It's ridiculous how these idiot bankers could lend that much money to subprime mortgages. People with FICO scores in the 300s. It's insane. But anyway, but then you got your Democrat line with the Kool-Aid. That's easy to drink. It goes down easy. That's your CNN. That's, that's your Democrats that talk a bunch of crap all the time. Call the Republicans race. That's, that's easy stuff. That's an easy pill to swallow. Easy drink to drink. Goes down easy. It's tasty. Sounds really good, right? Tastes really good. But in the end, it's really not that beneficial for you. It's really just sugar. Kind of puts you in a bad spot. Gives you a sugar rush at first, but in the end, it, it ends up just bringing you down. And that's what the Democrat agenda wants to do. It wants to bring this country down. Ultimately, what are they running on? Oh, Trump's a racist. He's got no substance. Trump doesn't want immigrants coming here. He hates minorities. He doesn't like women. He grabs women by their private parts. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, give me a break. People are insane. It's stupid. Stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Stop. May taste good. Later on, your sugar rush is going to crash. Probably around 7 o'clock tonight. You can't go to the movies with your friends because now you're crashing because you drank too much Kool-Aid. You had a little bit of a sugar rush. That's the same thing in the country. You vote for these socialist and stupid policies that you think are going to benefit you in the long run. They're not. They may sound and taste good at first, but in the end, they don't. In the long run, they're just going to... We're going to end up like Venezuela. You're going to eat your dog. You want that? You really want that? I don't. My cat doesn't look good. My dog doesn't look good to eat. I'd, I'd rather much have a steak. I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather live in our wonderful capitalistic society that gives everybody the chance to succeed and thrive. And don't give me that bullcrap that minorities are disadvantaged. No, they're not. They've got just as much opportunity as anybody else in this country to do anything. In fact, in most places, they have more of an advantage. So, don't go... You, I'll argue with you till I'm blue in the face. Minorities just ha- have as much an advantage as anybody else. In fact, more than white people. I'll argue with you all day about that. Let's, let's do it. Let's argue all day. And please, just stop drinking the Kool-Aid. Take a taste of lemonade. You'll, you'll love the sweet outcome in it. Plus, it's good for you. 
So it, it all, it all is really up to you what, what line you want to stand in. And we're back. I'm sorry about that. I had a phone call I had to get to. Um, anyway, I just want everybody to kind of think and really consider what line they want to stand in. You want to stand in the line with economic prosperity? You want to stand in the line that guarantees your Second Amendment freedoms will be protected? Do you want to stand in the line that guarantees your taxes will always stay low? Do you want to guarantee do you want to stand in a line that will guarantee you that infrastructure will always be added and updated? I mean there there's the list just goes on and on. The Trump administration's progress has yielded has yielded very significant progress. The Trump administration has done so much more in 2 years than Obama did in 8. The stagnant economy he had was crazy. And I want to ask this question every episode if I can. Are you better off now than you were two years ago? Let me be honest. The tax cuts and everything. Are you better off now than you were six months ago? I am. Are you? Are you better off than you were four years ago? Let's talk about that. Probably. What about your 401k? Check that out. How much has that gone up? And accumulating interest. Tell me. I know, I, know, I know plenty of people whose 401ks have gone up at least 30% in interest value. That's crazy great. Obama could have never have done that. He even talked about manufacturing jobs never coming back. And they're back big time. It's employing a ton of... Th- hundreds of thousands of people are back working in the manufacturing industry. Manufacturing jobs. Where, you know. And the terrible environmental re- regulations, all these regulations they had on small businesses and, and businesses, factory businesses, all kinds of businesses, restaurant businesses, whatever. Rolling all these regulations back has allowed people to reinvest themselves, reinvest in their employees, reinvest in their retirements. So you can't tell me that the Republican agenda hasn't been good for the American people because it has. I mean, I don't even think I don't even think America was that prosperous during the Reagan years. I wasn't around, but looking looking at the at the charts and, and comparing and and they're pretty close. So you can't tell me that the Trump administration, the Trump era, isn't yielding great results because it is. I mean, I try to be objective as possible. I, I am a conservative, though when it comes to the Constitution and the way of doing things. I like the traditional style because it's always worked. Capitalism has always worked. Redistribution of wealth does not work. Socialism does not work as we have seen over the past few hundred years. Communism, which is socialism, they're the same thing pretty much. Karl Marx had it wrong. People always say, well, uh... Nobody's ever done it right. Okay, there may be a thousand ways, different ways of doing something, but that's called insanity. Trying something a thousand different ways and it never working. There's hundreds, and I'm sure thousands of different ways it's been tried to be implemented. It's it's it has been tried to be implemented, but it's failed. 
And now look at Venezuela, which the media won't report because it doesn't fit their agenda. People are dying. So many people have come to Florida from Venezuela. It's insane. Because of how bad that country has gotten. Maduro's an insane. They Someone needs to have that guy. I'm not even going to say it. But these people, like here, that advocate for that kind of government control and redistribution of wealth and want all the Democrat policies put forth in, in this country. That's what, you're, that's what you're voting for. Venezuela. You're voting for Russia and the 40s and 30s. You're voting for Cuba, which hasn't had a new car since the 50s. Now it's opened its borders to ter- tourism and, and, uh, and, and trading. Finally, I'm sure they've got some new cars in there now, but you really want to end up like that? Think about it. What line do you want to stand in? You want to drink the, the really good lemonade, bitter at first, sweet in the end? Or do you want to stand in the Kool-Aid line just because it goes down easy? It's easy to take, easy to do. Everybody nowadays, especially my generation, is for a short-term solution. Why not the long-term ramifications? Why does anybody consider that? Stop watching 92% of the news negative, negatively report on the Trump administration and tell you lies. We're not racist. Trump's not a racist. I'm not a racist. So just think about it. All right, we'll be back uh, on Monday with some more politics, news, and current events and issues that may be on your mind. Thanks for joining me. I'm Trace. Have a great weekend.